It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So it looks like Bryce Young is going to be the pick. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little nervous. I'll tell you why right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. And to get in the final edition of the weekly Friday mailbag before the 2023 NFL draft, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. The Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL world are nine days away from the 2023 NFL draft taking place in Kansas City, Missouri. And according to multiple reports on Monday, the Carolina Panthers already know who their guy is going to be. Now, this is not contrary to anything that we've heard the last three Mondays where Peter King and Albert Breer and Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter and basically every NFL insider out there has said that all signs point to Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, the 2021 Heisman Memorial Trophy winner, being the number one overall pick here to the Carolina Panthers. Hearing that, though, and being so close to the draft is starting to make me just a wee bit nervous. And I'll tell you that here momentarily. But according to Peter King of Football Morning America, NBC Sports, on Monday morning, he wrote that Bryce Young is, no pun intended, head and shoulders in the lead to be the first pick in the draft. He said, I didn't hear anyone in calls Monday through Sunday who thinks the first pick won't be Bryce Young. He may not be. I'm just telling you what's out there. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network tweeted out on Monday that Alabama quarterback Bryce Young has canceled his remaining pre-draft visits per sources, another sign to back up belief within the league that the 2021 Heisman Trophy winner will be the Panthers pick at number one overall. Young also visited the Texans who draft number two. Our friends over in Vegas at FanDuel Sportsbook, our official sports betting partner here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, have improved Bryce Young's odds atop the draft board as he is now minus 1350 to be the number one pick 
in the 2023 NFL Draft. C.J. Stroud, plus 900. Anthony Richardson, 2,600, so plus 2,600. And Will Levis, plus 5,500. Will Anderson, by the way, is plus 150 to go number two overall to the Houston Texans, giving him the favorite odds there, according to FanDuel. So it might be Young and Anderson, the two Alabama teammates, going number one and number two overall in next week's draft. So I tell you I'm nervous hearing all this only because it starts to become real. I'm not wavering. I'm not waffling on my belief in Bryce Young. Now, he is an outlier. He's 5'10", 204, so they say. Now, I went and got a biometric screening on Friday, and apparently I'm six foot and a half and 201. So taller, but slighter than Bryce Young. The point still remains that Bryce Young is basically my size and not a very large individual. Now, we have seen plenty of larger quarterbacks go down and have their careers ended by injuries. Uh, we saw one here in Cameron Jarrell Newton. We saw Andrew Luck up in Indianapolis. Though obviously, the protection, or lack thereof, was a key part in why those injuries happened. But still, it's a physical game. And no matter how big or tall you are, the physical toll of football will one day catch up on you. And there are legitimate concerns of whether Bryce Young at 5'10", 204, probably really 5'10", 190, 195 playing weight, whether he can survive a 17-game season. But not just that. He, if he can survive five of them, six of them, 10, really what you're asking for, 10, 12, 15 of those, because you're looking for a franchise quarterback. And the hope is that's what Bryce Young will be. So when I hear the Carolina Panthers, really dating back the last two weeks, have all but made up their mind, it makes me nervous because now it's like, oh, God, please tell me they're not going to get this wrong. Please tell me this is the guy. And listening to Matt Miller, who we spoke to last week from ESPN.com, the initial intel that he received was that C.J. Stroud was the guy. And Vegas was telling you that C.J. Stroud is who they wanted. But through evaluations and pro days and top 30 visits, by the way, C.J. Stroud and Will Levis visiting today on Tuesday – the Carolina Panthers have decided that Bryce Young is their guy. It's hard to say what's a good or a bad thing nine days before the draft, really 10 days before the draft, or even longer than that, to already have an idea of who you want. We've seen in the past Jacksonville, when they had the number one pick, they knew it was Trevor Lawrence. After the pro day up in Provo, Utah, the Jets knew it was Zach Wilson. Now they got that one really wrong, and that is one of the warning signs by choosing a quarterback so early in the process. But the Panthers have gone through it. They were at these games last year evaluating these prospects. They have sent the scouts. They've gotten the reporting. They've gone to the combine, and thereafter they traded up to number one. They've gone to the pro days. They've had the top 30 visits. Now, they haven't even concluded them. And hearing this before C.A. Stroud has even stepped foot in Carolina, remember, going back to the pro day a couple weeks ago in Columbus, Josh McCown said, hey, maybe we can play pickup basketball. Or what, was it horse? Well, whenever you move here, or is it when you visit here? Well, it doesn't really think it seemed to matter at this point in time because it looks like Bryce Young's already the guy. And if you're Stroud and you're Levis and you're hearing this, really if you're Stroud, because Will Levis, that was never going to happen anyways. But you're Stroud, you're hearing that. It's got to be kind of disappointing to show up to town and, oh, hey, man, all the reports are saying that you already made up your mind. Like, what am I even doing here? Am I your smokescreen or you actually want me to be your quarterback? 
So I just get a little nervous when it seems like the Panthers, yes, they have done a really good job of, you know, dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's and taking their time and not having their mind made up because their mind was made up on C.J. Stroud and we would not have seen all the reporting the last three weeks, would not have seen the line change in Vegas and how much that really matters. I think it's based off of probably what the sports books know from the reporting that's out there, but also some things that they've been probably told under the scenes. You know, Vegas, Vegas is all right, always right. There's a reason why they have those towers out there in the desert. I just, I don't want it to be rushed. I don't think it's been rushed, but it is a little bit concerning when you see the reports coming out on Monday, the day before C.J. Stroud even comes to Carolina for his top 30 visit, and also Will Levis will throw them in there too just to, uh, you know, respect him and his potential to be here in Carolina, but plus – 5,500 that he is the number one pick according to FanDuel Sportsbook. So Bryce Young appears to be head and shoulders in the lead to be the first pick. And he canceled his pre-draft visit, which typically shows you that that guy already knows he's going number one. So there's no point in wasting his time. And if you think about it, I know the Texans are reporting has been that they are unlikely. It's not unlikely that they are not necessarily sold on taking a quarterback at two. Now, a hard time seeing Bryce Young not going one and then not going two. So if he's already met with the Panthers and Texans, it doesn't really make a ton of sense for him to go out there and meet with, I guess, the Colts at four or any of the other teams here in the NFL. He's going to be a top two pick, and it looks like he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Now, part of what has me nervous about the Panthers already deciding that, okay, Young is the guy, aside from, like, okay, the stature and the weight. But I obviously, again, this is the guy who I wanted, and I'm not saying I don't want Bryce Young. It's just getting here, and now it's like, oh, wow, okay, so – Fingers crossed this works, but it's the David Tepper part of it all. Because I've told y'all, this is Tepper's pick. Yeah, he might not be intrusive. He might not be saying, that's the guy. You better get him or you're fired. But you have to believe that David Tepper is not signing off on any player at number one who he does not believe can turn around this franchise. We'll talk about that here in just a moment, how David Tepper factors into the Carolina Panthers, potentially taking Bryce Young with the number one overall pick next Thursday in Kansas City. But before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel, our official sports betting partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win so don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel official betting partner of Major League Baseball if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. When the Carolina Panthers traded up to number one in the draft back on March 10th, I really should not have been surprised. And 
nor should have you or anyone out there should have been surprised by the Carolina Panthers deciding to go up to number one. Why? Well, David Tepper owns a team, and David Tepper has always been described as an aggressive owner. He's been so aggressive that the Carolina Panthers decided to give away a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold in effort to find the right quarterback. They also were trying to give up a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford, which worked out for the Rams, but now physically might be an issue, but they won a Super Bowl, and that's what this whole NFL deal is about anyways. But either way, David Tepper's always been described as an aggressive owner. We've seen projects fail. Rock Hill, we've seen plenty of execs leave. Stephen Drummond last week. We've seen the good, we've seen the bad. But David Tepper, so far this offseason, has seemed to do all the right things by opening up his checkbook, bringing in Frank Reich and the best staff that could be possibly assembled here in Carolina, and then giving his front office the autonomy to trade up to number one. But make no mistake, David Tepper wants that quarterback. And David Tepper wanted to be the talk of the draft. And he wants to make sure that people are focused on Carolina and what they're going to do. And come April, back in March 10th, until April 27th, he knew that the entire NFL world was going to be focused on what the Carolina Panthers were going to do. When they were in Columbus to see C.J. Stroud, when they were down in Tuscaloosa to see Bryce Young, all anyone could talk about is what the Carolina Panthers are going to do at number one. Who are they going to take? When you see all of the articles out there about, oh, maybe Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, that should be the guy. The focus has been on his franchise, the Carolina Panthers. And David Tepper is someone who, out of anyone in that building, wants to get this right more than anyone else based off of the fact that he spent $2.25 billion liquid buying the team this summer of 2018. But it's not just that. It's what he's had to sit here and endure at the quarterback position over the last five seasons that have all ended outside of the playoffs for the Carolina Panthers. Just going through it, going back in 2018 to the past season in 2022. And we're going to do quarterback records as if QB wins is a stat, but this is something that we should all look at. 2018, Cam Newton starts out the season, Panthers 6-2, and two. Cam's shoulder falls apart. They end up losing, what, seven of their last eight games until the final game, week 17, on the road in New Orleans. Cam was 6-8 and eight that year as a starter. Taylor Heineke, 0-1, losing that Falcons game at home. Kyle Allen, 1-0, in the Superdome in New Orleans. Go to 2019, Cam Newton hurts his foot in the final preseason game there, or the dress rehearsal at least. I think it was maybe they had four back then, but the dress rehearsal in New England, injures his foot, comes out, does not look good against the Rams, doesn't run the ball short yardage against the Buccaneers on Thursday night football. The Panthers are 0-2. We never see Cam Newton the rest of the year, and we thought that would be the last we'd ever see Cam Newton in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Kyle Allen helped the team win four straight. Y'all told yourselves that he was a franchise. Ends up he was a pumpkin. They go 5-7 and seven with Allen that year. Then Will Greer has the ill-fated start in Indianapolis. Looks awful. Starts against the, the Saints in the final week of the season. Gets knocked out of the game. He goes 0-2. The only starts he ever had here in Carolina. Turns out he was not the replacement for Cam Newton. After all, 2020, Teddy Bridgewater gets the opportunity. Three years, $60 million. $40 million of it guaranteed. What are we doing here? Teddy Bridgewater, 4-11, and 0 for eight in situations where the team could either tie or win the game late in the fourth quarter. David Tepper let it be known with two weeks left in the season when he mutually parted away as a Marty Herney that you have to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback and someone who can hoist that Lombardi trophy, letting us all know 
that Teddy Bridgewater was not that guy. Now, P.J. Walker, the XFL Mahomes, did go 1-0 that season, winning in the, at home against Detroit, throwing two red zone interceptions. But the Panthers' defense did not give up a single point to Matthew Stafford and that offense in 2021 after trading a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to New York for Sam Darnold and picking up his fifth-year option without ever seeing him play. Sam Darnold goes 4-7. and seven. He gets injured. P.J. Walker, 1-0. Cam Newton comes back, lets us know, I'm back. And then it all was downhill from there. Cam, 0-5 in his starts in 2021. Can't really place it on him. He said himself, he put himself in a bleeped-up situation. Then last year in 2022, Baker Mayfield, 1-5. P.J. Walker, 2-3. Sam Darnold, 4-2. The best football he ever played in his career. But too little, too late, as the Carolina Panthers were unable to win that Week 17 game in Tampa Bay. In the five seasons, David Tepper has been the owner here in Carolina. P.J. Walker is the only quarterback with a winning record, 4-3. and three. And P.J. Walker was never going to be the answer when he filled in for Teddy Bridgewater in 2020, when he filled in for Sam Darnold in 2021, and when he started in place of Baker Mayfield in 2022 when Sam Darnold was still out. P.J. Walker, good enough backup. Wish the guy the best of luck wherever he ends up. I guess he's in Chicago now. Wish him the best of luck wherever he goes in his NFL life because I love watching him play. We'll always enjoy P.J. Walker and enjoyed the moment that we had there in, in Atlanta until D.J. Moore took off his helmet. Now D.J.'s not a Carolina Panther. I guess we can all admit that was a stupid mistake. Either way, P.J. Walker, 4-3 and three, as a starting quarterback. They've had eight starters in five years, and all but one season they've had to start three guys in a single year. That's not great. That carousel, that is what David Tepper wants to end, to break the wheel, to get off of the merry-go-round of quarterback suck, which we have had to endure here in Carolina. And for as good as DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey were, McCaffrey having that 1,000-1,000 season, only the third time it's happened in NFL history, back in 2019, how many games did the Carolina Panthers win that year? What, five? They won five games? You have to have a quarterback. McCaffrey can look as great as he has looked. But if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. DJ Moore, as good as he was, did not have a quarterback. And that reflected the amount of touchdown receptions he had here in Carolina. The offensive line improved last season, and quarterback play is still what led to the undoing here in Carolina. That and, of course, the injuries in the secondary. You cannot win without a quarterback in this league. So when I see that the Carolina Panthers are basically honed in on Bryce Young being their quarterback, that tells me that David Tepper's made up his mind. That's your Scott Bitter and Dan Morgan, Samir Suleiman, Cole Spencer, and Frank Reich, and everyone else there in the front office, not coaching staff. Of course, they've gone out there. They've had their discussions and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, sure, they might be mulling it over. But the, the man upstairs who signed the checks, David Tepper, he's mulled it over. He knows who he wants. And you can question – why an owner who is tired of the quarterback carousel would want to hitch his wagons to an outlier quarterback in Bryce Young, who's 5'10", 204, at least that's what he weighed in at the combine, but probably really 190, 195 on Sundays coming up here. You could really wonder why he would want to hitch his wagon to that, but clearly the man is done with first-round retreads. Clearly the man does not want to believe in Andy Dalton as someone who can turn his franchise around or believe in Matt Corral being that guy after missing his entire rookie season. And we've seen the reporting about Young's S2 score, which is you know calculating how good of a processor he is when playing football. He had a 98. That's better than Josh Allen, than Joe Burrow, than Justin Fields. And guess who is the one who really believes in that? 
David Tepper. Now, Peter King wrote on Monday that Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper has not been overbearing in the quarterback search process. I can hear it now. This is Peter King saying, you're giving us a sanitized version of this to get on Tepper's good side. Uh, I've never met him. I could care less, could not care less, actually, Peter, about buttering up David Tepper. I'm just telling you the real stuff. Sure. And that could be true. But we did see David Tepper there in Columbus. We did see David Tepper there in Tuscaloosa. And I know I told you, let's not read too much into it. But come on, y'all. We knew who the top two quarterbacks were. We knew who the guys that David Tepper wanted to sit there and have dinner with and really get to know. It was Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And it was no surprise that David Tepper and his wife, Nicole, had other arrangements when Will Levis had his pro day on that Friday, the same week in Lexington, Kentucky. They knew who they wanted, Bryce or CJ. And after getting the S2 score and hearing all these great things about Bryce Young and having seen him play and having met the kid and all of that, David Tepper knew who his guy was. And that's not to say that he does not believe in CJ Stroud. But the one he wants is Bryce Young. And if it wasn't Bryce Young, then Bryce Young would not be the favorite right now at FanDuel or any of the sports books in Vegas. It would be C.J. Stroud. That is David Tepper's pick. Yes, it's the Panthers' pick. Yes, it'll be Scott Bitters. Yes, it'll be Frank Reich. Now, that will be one that will be interesting to monitor, whether Frank Reich is a true believer. But I have a hard time believing that he's not on board with Bryce Young as a player. Yes, the size concerns are real. And he's not going to necessarily lie about those. And he said, hey, yeah, it's a concern. He already said it before, but they can find their way around it. At least that's what he's going to be tasked to do here over the next couple of seasons with Bryce Young as his quarterback here in Carolina. Make no mistake, y'all. This was David Tepper's pick. And looking at the five seasons of all the quarterback turnaround and the injuries and just the absolute ineptitude at the position, you can see why – 10, nine days before the draft, and probably earlier than that, the Carolina Panthers and Lee David Tepper already made up their mind on who they want to be as their quarterback. Now, with all that said, Ohio State CJ Stroud and Will Levis supposed to be here today for their top 30 visits. Is it kind of surprising that they did those two on the same day? Does that lead you to understand even further that looks like Bryce Young is the guy? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Top 30 visits still going on this week as the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL prepare for next week's NFL draft in Kansas City from the 27th through the 29th. Going to have plenty of coverage here on Locked On Panthers and across the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll let you know more about that here in the coming days. But the Carolina Panthers, like the rest of the NFL, still going to bring in some players, including quarterbacks C.J. Stroud from Ohio State and Kentucky's Will Levis. Today, here on Tuesday for their final top 30 visits for the Carolina Panthers as they're wrapping it up in their evaluations. And it's a tad surprising that they would want to squeeze in those two quarterbacks when you think back to a week ago 
You had Anthony Richardson come in for his by himself. You had Bryce Young come in for his by himself. And now Stroud and Levis are sharing a day. Now, I have no idea. Didn't really bother to look up uh, what Stroud's schedule has been like. I think he's met with the Raiders. I'm sure he's met with the Houston Texans and the Colts and all that kind of stuff. I'm just guessing. But that would make sense that those are the teams that he would met, meet, have met with at some point in time where he's going to meet with them. I don't know what his schedule was like and whether it didn't really align. We're never going to really know the details fully of, oh, could he have came last week, but the Panthers already had somebody in here and he was already going somewhere else. I don't know why it worked out this way where C.J. Stroud and Will Levis are coming on the same day and why Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young got their own days. But when you see the reports that Bryce Young is head and shoulders the favorite to be the number one pick and Vegas says the same and multiple NFL insiders, and it seems Pretty straightforward. He's going to be the guy. Yet, think it's like the Panthers are saying, "All right, fine, let's bring in CJ," but not really. No, no, no. Let me let me backtrack because that's that's definitely not what's going through their head. But it makes you think, though. Why, if you're interested in Stroud, would you not find a way to kind of roll up the red carpet for him? Again, scheduling. Don't know. It's just curious. And one could possibly draw a conclusion that. Richardson and Young are their top two guys. And there has been the talk. Thomas Davis out there in NFL Network saying, hey, they really like Anthony Richardson. There's been some talk that the Panthers moved back down to two. And maybe even further, they could take Anthony Richardson instead. Now, that does not seem to be the reality. And I have never bought in to the idea that the Panthers would move from one. I mean, David Seffer, come on, man. The guy's ego. He wanted to be able to control the draft. He wanted to have the narrative surrounding the Carolina Panthers and who they're going to take. He wanted all the cameras and all the flashing lights on them and their traveling party during pro days. He wanted all the talk to be about his team. I cannot see that dude, even if it benefited the franchise, moving down from one to two or anywhere else just to recoup some picks. They want to say with the number one pick, the Carolina Panthers select. That's what that guy wants. That's just my that's my belief. That's my belief. Mm. That's just that's how I feel. So we'll see how it works out. But I I did find that interesting. And Albert Breer also of Sports Illustrated Monday Morning Quarterback had noted that it, it was a little curious that they would bring in those two quarterbacks when you would think that you would want to find a way and we don't know again the schedule if it was possible that you would want to find a way to bring in all four of those quarterbacks on their own separate days to roll out the red carpet spend enough time with them and really get to know them as best as you can maybe you don't need to do that if you already have your mind made up and that appears to be Bryce Young from Alabama so we'll see how it works out again I like Bryce Young I think that Bryce Young can have success in the NFL. I am not going to sit here and pretend that I know how it's going to work out. I do not have the magic eight ball. I do not. I'm not able to see in the future. And if I could see in the future, trust me, I would not be doing this podcast talking about football. I would be out here living on an island somewhere betting on all this stuff so I could get all this money. So I do not know what the future holds. And I enjoy doing this. I'm kidding. I would still be doing the podcast. I do not know what the future holds. I know Bryce Young, the last couple of years, was the best quarterback in college football, in my opinion. That's what I saw. Bryce Young, best quarterback in college football. C.J. Stroud, right there behind him. Now, Caleb Williams, better than Stroud this past season. Why he won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Drake May was also excellent. And you have to wonder if those four guys were all available right now, how would these guys go? But that's not the reality of what's happening here in 2023. Stroud's excellent, was excellent. And you do wonder if he can be what he was New Year's Eve against Georgia consistently in the NFL. And if he can, he's going to be a star. 
And if Bryce Young can be the guy that he was late in that game in Baton Rouge against LSU and late down in Jordan-Hare Stadium on the plans at Auburn back in 2021, helped him down to that down the field to tie the game and take it overtime, the first overtime game in Iron Bowl history and winning that on the way to a Heisman Trophy. And he can be the guy who lit up Georgia the week after in the SEC title game in Atlanta, Georgia defense. That did nasty things to the entirety of the SEC that year and even the past season here in 2022 on the way to back-to-back national championships. If Bryce Young can be that guy, can be the guy who – Coming off of a shoulder injury, throwing shoulder, lit up Tennessee, and let his team down to win the game. If he can be that guy, the same guy who led the game-winning drive against Texas, if he can be that consistently in the NFL and stay healthy and the Panthers can put things around him, he can have success. And when you look at the situation here in Carolina compared to the rest of the teams out there, Houston, Lord, I don't know what they're going to do if they're deciding that they don't want to take a quarterback this draft. They want to take Will Anderson – that honestly might not be a bad decision. Will Anderson's probably the best player in this draft anyways, and maybe probably makes the most sense uh, for any team because quarterback, pff, who who the hell knows? It's a crapshoot. Now, quarterbacks are better trained than ever been before. They're better prepared for the NFL than they've ever been before. And with all that being said, they still flop. And we've seen it in the past with plenty of the guys from the last five years and beyond with all the quarterback coaching and Elite 11 and all that kind of stuff. Plenty of these guys get in the league, and they just don't have it. Will Anderson, I think, got has has it from Alabama. The dude's a stud. I know there's talk about Tyree Wilson and Texas Tech being better than him. I didn't watch much Texas Tech football, but uh, when I watched Aiden Hutchinson go to the Heisman Trophy ceremony two years ago, I thought it was absolutely insane because he did not do nearly as much damage as Will Anderson did in college football back in 2021 playing in the SEC. So maybe that's the easiest pick for Houston. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. That sounds crazy to me. But Bryce Young – He's that dude. And Will and CJ Stroud, he's that dude too. It looks like Bryce is going to be the guy. And I honestly kind of lost my train of thought of what I was trying to say before going off of that little aside about Houston and all that. I was going to tie it all together. Either way, I'm ready for this to happen. I'm ready to see who the quarterback's going to be. And if it's Bryce, I'm going to support him. If it's CJ, I'm going to support him. Will, Anthony, same case. Going to support those guys. But it looks like Bryce Young is going to be the guy here in Carolina. And fingers crossed. Cross your heart. Hope to die. Pray to God, whatever you believe in, that he is the right choice and he is the guy who can get us out of the middle of the NFL and out of the doldrums and get us back to winning football here in Carolina. And certainly pray for David Tepper because if this is wrong and he was one of the catalysts to bring in Bryce Young, whoo, buddy, that's not going to be a good situation for him, you, or me, or anyone else who loves Carolina Panthers. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Uh, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions one last time before the start of the NFL draft next Thursday. So either at me or DM me if you'd like to participate. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.